0: Up next on the all-new Rick and Rick.
1: Coca-Cola's silent print ads you can hear.
0: Burger King's new unhappy meals.
1: (laughs) Leadership advice from artificial intelligence.
0: Plus, how to think like a futurist, ASMR for artists, and a whole lot more.
1: And it all starts right here, right now.
0: On the one show where everybody's name is Rick.
1: And everybody. Rules the world. Hey Rick and Rick Nation. Thank you for joining us for Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson, and as always, I am joined by my good pal Rick Wooten. How are you doing, Rick Wooten?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How about yourself?
1: Good. So we're on the second weekend of Avengers Endgame. They crossed I think two point two billion dollars or pretty close to yeah,
0: it. Yeah, they were they were just under two point two million when I checked this morning, and that was presumably without the Sunday box office. It, it, basically it has broken every single record. So the biggest opening day, the biggest opening weekend, the biggest first three days, five days, seven days, nine days, I mean, literally, Every day goes by, it's breaking more and more records. It's amazing.
1: We talked last time during our review of The Avengers, we were speculating whether or not it was going to cross the $3 billion mark. I sure hope it does. The number one movie right now still remains Avatar, and I believe they were at two point seven or $2.8 billion. I think that is adjusted for inflation. So we'll see if Endgame crosses that threshold.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and also remember, we're at the beginning of summer right now, and this is probably the biggest summer movie movie. And so it's going to have actually a a fair amount of traction throughout the summer season. And it it really ends up being how long are they going to keep running it as to how much money it's going to make.
1: Yeah, I'm not a huge Avatar fan. We're both James Cameron fans, but I really have never liked Avatar. I I loved all the special effects and everything. Problem was I had seen the movie Pocahontas. (laughs) (laughs) It was literally almost beat for beat, Disney's Pocahontas all over again. So it was like, come on, please just throw up a twist in some way, please. So I, I will not shed a tear for Avatar if it drops into second. But you know he's got two of these big movies. So so when we say that In Game has just become the second most, it was because they it beat Titanic, which was also James Cameron. So oh, that's true. That's dude, true. Dude is well uh, represented in the top ten movies of all time. So gotta give him props there. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We have a really good show today. You know, multitude of different topics here. So we're gonna dive in. The Wall Street Journal did this piece. Now you know have they'll occasionally train AI to do something. And so right. the uh, the Wall Street Journal decided to teach AI how to generate leadership and career slogans, like those <laughs> old um, affirmation posters everyone used to have back in the Stone Age. Um, yeah,
0: let's hang in there.
1: Yeah, but here they're using just a simple version of, I guess it's the text generation tech that's used in chatbots. And right. so some of the nuggets of wisdom the AI generated were, were interesting. So one was, a sincere leader dreams to believe. A sincere leader dreams to believe. I like that one. Yeah. An employee is someone who's a special person. Hey, hey. You know, liberate the minds of others. I like the sentiment there. <laughs> the liberate could be taken a different way, like let them go. <laughs> but unfortunately, the AI also channeled the minds. this mindset possessed by far too many so-called leaders out there. One was the tree of knowledge is not the tree of love. The tree of knowledge is not the tree of love. In other words, learn, but uh, don't share maybe. And then success (laughs) is the chance to do nothing.
0: I'm sure every every employer is really excited to put that one up on the wall.
1: Well, I'm sure every employee is going, yeah, that sounds about right. My boss doesn't do anything. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. You sent over this ASMR for artists. This was hilarious.
0: Oh my gosh, Rick! As soon as I saw this, first thing I did was laugh. The second thing was I had to had to you know get ready for the show because this completely reminds me of you. Um, you know, so basically, not. so no, because because you've been so into a. a- ASMR. We talked about it on the show a bunch of times. You know, we... We've had you, you know, try and do a little bit on the show. So, I mean, anytime I see ASMR, I think of you right now. So the person who put this together is on Twitter and her handle is Albino Wonderland. <laughs> I, think she's a, I think she is a, uh, an artist, probably graphic designer, uh, based on what, what I'm, I'm seeing in the ASMR. And so what, what she did is she put together this, this piece, which is uh, basically affirmation for designers for artists and it <laughs> and it had it had some choice lines i just i just absolutely loved it in, in a very good way by the way uh some of them were like uh your relatives will never ask you to design a business card or a logo because they understand that graphic design is its own unique skill well you're a creative director right can't you do my logo right <laughs> or she has uh your tablet pen is exactly where it's supposed to be <laughs>
1: <laughs> your tablet pin <laughs> is exactly where it needs to be. That's right.
0: Well, then the one—the one that hit kind of close to me, because I think this goes way beyond just being, you know, a graphic designer. Was your parents see this as a real job? <laughs> 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 so you, when I started doing this whole web thing, my 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 parents, my family had no idea what. I mean, but hardly anyone did. I mean, you've seen the the interviews on TV where the TV personalities are saying the most ridiculous things about what the internet is. Yeah. And so my parents, my parents, you know, family didn't really understand either. So I, this one, this one hit home for me. But then, but then she wraps it up, and you could really see where the pain for the designer is because she spends probably you know the last uh, uh, third of it uh, repeating something to the the extent of the customer has no edits no more edits are being sent there are no edits
1: that's called wishful thinking in asmr
0: oh it's awesome you should do a good job
1: with the sound too her voice is really down there like this you can hear every little (laughs) i thought she did a
0: great job oh i totally agree she she's she's got a paintbrush she's tapping on i mean she's she's triggering all the uh the snaps anyways it's it's really well done uh again it's albino wonderland and she's she's hilarious i loved it so i'm convinced that you need to take another shot at this i think we should learn from her and uh you know from a creative director standpoint i think the challenge for you is to go figure out how to do one
1: of these do i have to wear a beret
0: absolutely
1: damn it Kind of a touching topic. This past week, Facebook has banned a couple of quote unquote extremists. It's only tangentially yeah. been on my radar. What was the latest on that? And what they say was the rationale?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, this this one's interesting. It's on my radar only because it's it's kind of taking things in a dangerous direction. You know, a, a lot of a lot of folks have stepped forward and. You know, and and I applaud them for stepping up and saying, "Hey, we don't want hate speech. We don't want, you know, terrorism. We don't want whatever on uh, our social media site or what have you." Basically, Facebook has joined several other companies, including Apple and YouTube, in um, banning a few different people. They're kind of one of the last holdouts, which is why this is this has been kind of interesting, right? Because it's kind of been a freedom of speech thing. It's it's been whatever, and they and they kind of you know said that uh, they removed it because it was dangerous speech which I thought was uh, an interesting way to classify it. You know, look, I, I this is a tough one for me because I'm a big proponent of freedom of speech. I, I stand behind it, uh, but I don't align with these people and and I don't want to hear anything. And in fact, I, I think I've you know self-censored all of them myself, but it is uh, it is interesting that, you know, we have more and more of these technology companies, these media outlets the social media taking a stance on uh, a topic. And it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I, I don't know where it should go, to be honest with you. I I just think that it's a it's Something to pay attention to,
1: you know, again, only tangentially on my radar, but my impression of it was hey, whether it's on the left or the right, if you are doing things that are, you know, antagonistic to others in ways that could, you know, inspire violence, I'm saying yank them off. And yeah, you've got a right to free speech, you don't have a right to use a company's platform to do it. I would rather them just say, hey, look, on our platform, you don't advocate violence and you don't intimidate or bully online. If we think that you are, and it's our sole discretion. Don't be surprised if we ban you and just keep it simple. Yeah.
0: But you know, it's, a, it's such a challenging topic though because at the end of the day, one person's interpretation is going to be different of than course. another. And they're, they're, unless they can come up with a firm set of rules, it's uh, going to always seem arbitrary to some group or another.
1: For sure. But you know what? These are privately owned platforms. So they can just say in our eyes, if we decide that we feel like that you're up to something that we think is dangerous to other people, don't be surprised if we yank you. And I, I do think that there should be a mechanism Mechanism for folks to complain about, you know, when they do experience things like that. I'm sure there is already, but, you know, I think that's an important mechanism of it as well to send this red alert to the mothership in, you know, Menlo Park saying, hey, this person's dangerous, this person's dangerous. But good Lord, I think that the days of just being okay, whatever, just everybody talk about whatever they want to talk about here, I think needs to be modulated at least a little bit.
0: It's challenging though, because what you're asking them to do is what they said they wouldn't do, which is to start reading through what we're posting right and and to make that a judgment call based on and so you're putting a a pretty big onus on the company to monitor all that
1: what i don't accept is that they just don't do anything Yeah. great well we have to go to a break here folks please stay with us when we come back it is time for the good the bad and the marketing with a lot of really great topics including print ads that you can hear so stay tuned Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one (laughs) click at rickandrick.com. And we're back. Thank you, Rick and Rick Nation, for joining us today. It is time for the good, the bad, and the marketing. And so Coca-Cola is doing this series of print ads that dare you to try not to hear this. What these are is they're just static. I guess it's outdoor and print ads, things like that. They're featuring close-up visuals of looking at one, the tab being lifted off a nice cold can of Coke. And I swear I can almost hear it. It's like it's... it's, (laughs) Right there. And they had one, you know, where it's like the bottle cap coming off. (laughs) Another one where it's Coke being poured over ice. And I swear I can hear it, it's weird. But anyway, it had me thinking about way back when, we did an episode on silent gifts that you can hear. And the New York Times quoted a researcher who calls this effect, when you're looking at something and you hear, you feel like you're hearing it or could almost hear it, they called a visually evoked auditory response. And what the researcher said is hearing does not require external noise, but rather it's having the experience of a sound in your head. And in that episode, we were looking at that, I think it was the power towers yeah. hopping up and down and 70% Jumping of people said that, that they could hear it and looking at these ads for coca-cola i i did too i mean my my mouth sort of watered a little bit you know it's like okay i want i want that so you know if they keep working on it they might even evoke something along the you know, lines of rick and rick's st patty's day ipa with lucky charms inspired <laughs> lucky charms and guinness i'm just saying they might be able to i'm drink.
0: hoping they don't i'm really hoping they don't so anyway so the, here's the here's the thing so when we did this before with the power towers playing jump rope i couldn't hear it yeah. i i I could see it. it and, and that was a motion one, right? So you could, I mean, I if I really tried, I could kind of force it, but you know, just naturally. It's different here. Like there's two of the three. I had a, an immediate like recognition of the auditory and yep. the, the one where you can see the, the bubbles kind of, you know, popping off the effervescent, yeah. you know, that one to me, I could hear that kind of sizzling noise of, yeah. of that you know the bottle opening you know that one too so i i could i could do this and this is like we've seen this in advertising for a long time and just in different forms you know like you could you could see that steak sizzling on the you know the uh, the grill or you could see somebody cutting into it you know it's trying to evoke whether it's a sense of smell or taste or uh, you know whatever you know hearing Coca Cola did an amazing job with these they they definitely evoke it for me
1: and I like the you know try not to hear it line I thought this was a really now, a great idea
0: now, now, what's your your theory here so do you think they just did this on their own or do you think that with the success of of you know the viral power lines jumping they decided to, that they could do that and then did these ads what do you think it was
1: I think they heard the Rick and Rick episode where we were talking about about this and if those guys are talking about this man we need to do this as well so it's probably all of the above I I, I doubt it was just on their own I, I bet it was just yeah. they were brainstorming and thought you know I really, did you see that blah blah, blah. and then they kind of went there I think that's smart
0: yeah I agree kudos to them
1: this piece that you sent over about Burger King unhappy meals tell us about that Burger
0: King constantly impresses you and I with some of the campaigns they do some of the ads they do yeah. and this one's no exception so uh what i didn't realize is uh i think last month was or maybe this month is mental uh health awareness month and so to support that they're introducing this line of feel your way meals right which is kind of a play on their old slogan of have it your way feel your way they have this uh this great commercial where it opens up and you know um somebody's saying you know hey you know i i'm not happy you know stop telling me to feel a certain way and you see somebody who you know is leaving the office with a box they're they're really pissed off it's a woman who's really pissed off and you know she says you know that boss is such a jerk and you know and so uh, you know, they have the, this range of emotions uh, that they show throughout the commercial and basically saying, you yeah, we give you permission to feel however it is you need to feel and you want to feel. And, and to kind of back that up, they've decided to release, and it's a limited release, a few cities, whatever, these five meals. There's a blue meal. There's a YAS meal. There's a pissed meal, there's a salty <laughs> meal, and then there's a DGAF yeah. uh, meal. <laughs> Which so, anyways, so I think I think it's I think it's clever. I think I, I like it. Again, it was unexpected. It's you know everything that that we've come to love and respect from Burger King. Had you seen had you seen this?
1: I had not till you sent it to me. It is nice that it ties in with National Mental Health Day. I do think that this is capitalizing on that. If you think about it, this is the perfect way to slam McDonald's Happy Meals while you're at it. Yeah. Uh, But at the same time, you know, hey, it is funny. I I can't decide if I'm digging it, pissed about it, feeling anxious about it, or just DGAF (laughs) about it.
0: So this hasn't been a runaway success for them. So two things. One, as you alluded, this is probably also a jab at McDonald's Happy Meal, yeah. uh, which is kind of disappointing. You know, I wish that, you know, if they're, if they're really going to support something right. as important as mental health awareness, I would have rather it been a little more pure on that. And then The second thing is, and they should have thought about this, is as soon as you put something like this out there, of course, a couple of employees are going to step up and say, hey, by the way, there's you know, it's so difficult to work at Burger King, and there's so much stress that I had to sometimes go into the freezer to cry. Uh, and so, you know, there like, it's, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag, right? Because it isn't pure, it isn't, you know, isn't this pure. idea of supporting the mental health as much as they, they started to make it out to be. Right. And then, of course, there's a negative side to all this. I mean, working at a fast food restaurant is brutal, it's yeah, hard. Yeah. So of course, there's going to be some employees who feel this way, Yeah, <laughs> and maybe want to buy the meals themselves, or maybe they should, get them for free because they
1: work there stay tuned for our next segment we're going to be doing loaded questions and one of the things we're going to be talking about are things that help you think like a futurist so stay tuned and welcome back to rick and rick rule of the world this is rick matheson and joined as always by rick wooten and this is the part of our show where we play loaded questions Going to pose some questions about things that are happening in the worlds of marketing, media, tech, and pop culture. Some interesting topics today, Rick. Are you, are you ready for some I'm
0: questions? I'm ready as I can be. All
1: right, question number one. According to a January 2019 survey, which of the following is the most popular method for internet users worldwide to stay in touch with retailers? A, is it email? B, the interactive Rick and Rick Pez dispenser? <laughs> C, remarketing ads? D, the retailer's mobile app? E, text messaging? F, social media, or G, not at all they don't want to connect with their retailer. Which of these is the most popular method for internet users worldwide to stay in touch with their retailers?
0: You know, I know that, uh, I believe that email is still the primary way, but I know that text messaging is catching up. So I'm going to stick with email.
1: You are correct. According to eMarketer, this January 2019 survey from Omnichannel retail management company, I think it's called iVend Retail, the most popular method for internet users worldwide to stay in touch with retailers is email at 62.9%, which actually seems a little down. I've seen 70% in recent years, but still quite high. So 62.9% of consumers want to interact with retailers via email. The next closest is mobile app at 43% and then social media at 25.2%. No, it is old school email. It remains the number one channel. Right now, the ROI for marketing through email channels to your customers, you're upselling them or telling them promotions or whatnot, for every dollar invested in that, retailers and others are getting like $38 in return. Wow. So it's much awesome. better ROI than any other digital channel. Okay, question number two. According to Megatrends, which of the following is not one of the top five ways to think like a futurist. A, stay up on trends. B, think in the most boring way possible. C, power up your imagination. D, do a reality check by adopting a scarcity mentality. Or E, learn from failure. Which of these is not one of the top five ways to think like a futurist, according to Megatrends.
0: Well, you know, it's, it's the one I enjoy the most, uh, the think in the most boring way possible.
1: No, so the- What? E, yeah, bear with me for just a second. The answer is actually D, do a reality check by adopting a scarcity mentality is not one of the top five. So according to Andrew Ballwell, I think he's the CTO at HP Enterprise, he writes in the HP Megatrends site that the top five ways to think like a futurist are as follows. So one is stay on top of trends, that seems obvious. Two is visualize. So once you identify emerging trends, the next step is to power up your imagination. Imagine what the world would look like with this thing, your daily routine, that kind of thing. But number three was, have boring conversations. He says it's easy to fantasize how technology will improve our lives in the future, but it's just as important to have tactical conversations as well to make sure that there's a business behind something and that this makes sense for folks to adopt in mass. Number four was adopt a growth mindset. So that one was D. I said adopt a scarcity mindset. Question number three, which of the following is the most powerful tool for driving store traffic? A, radio only advertising. B, out of home advertising. C, television advertising, D, mobile only advertising, or E, the interactive Rick and Rick Pez dispenser. Which of these is the most powerful tool for getting folks in your store?
0: You know, I'm going to go with mobile only. I don't know the answer to this one, so I'm going to guess mobile only.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tough one. So the answer is actually B. According to Retail Drive, Cubic's footfall attribution benchmark study finds that the most powerful tool to get shoppers through the door in this last year was out of home, with an average footfall traffic boost ranging between 80 percent to 120 percent. Mobile only advertising was second, delivering a 10 percent to 89 percent uptick, followed by cross device, which they defined as mobile and web, which boosted traffic on average somewhere between six percent and 39 percent.
0: I actually take take issue, I think, with their methodology here, because I, I think that trying to claim that one tactic by itself is sufficient is is a misnomer in my mind because I don't think the out of home would have worked if you hadn't had it supported by sure. other things. Yeah. So them okay. saying, you know, out of home only or mobile only or whatever only, I, it, it sounds like they're trying to force a, a result more than a realistic explanation of what a campaign
1: would be. Of course, it's not one medium or the other. It is the totality of everything, the full integration of the brand in lots of different channels. I think that what they were trying to nail down was how much can we attribute directly to one of these last mile channels. And right. You know, I think it's all of these and I think that your sentiment about that is exactly spot on. Thank you for playing and uh, everybody at home and uh, in the car wherever you listen to Rick and Rick rule the world, thank you for playing and thank you for listening please check us out rickandrick.com. You can find all our social connections there as well. And please, as always, be sure to tune in next time for the one show where everybody's name is Rick and everybody rules the world.
0: Thanks so much, everyone.